Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today, our very special guest is author, activist, and motivational speaker, Jesse Saperstein. And we're going to be chatting about life with Asperger's right after these important messages. So don't go anywhere. I will not move. After thousands of years, after crippling millions of children, polio will soon be stopped forever. All over the world, people are joining the men and women of Rotary to end polio now. People like Jackie Chan and Jane Goodall. We are this close. This close. People like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This close. People like you. Be a part of history. Help Rotary end polio now at rotary.org slash end polio. We are this close. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. And welcome back again to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Bosser. Hi, Sarah. And what kind of mood are you in today? I'm in a great mood because we are. have a great guest on the radio. We an sure old do. friend of ours, a returning Mr. Jesse offender, Saperstein. as we say, a repeat <laughs> offender. And Jesse um, Saperstein is quite accomplished. He is an author. Of a new book. He is a great human being. Right. And he is also addressing a condition that he has learned about and lives with every day of his life, Asperger's, that has become more widely known. Correct. However, thanks, thanks to Jesse's work. So thank, let's say good morning. Very much so to Jesse. Jesse Saperstein. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Jonas and uh, Sarah and Kathy. Thank you. Yeah, our, our, thank our, you for joining us again. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, is here. Yeah, sitting so, in. Jesse, um, you are a well-known author of uh, your first book, Atypical, and you have a new book out, Getting a Life with Asperger's. Which we've read both. Yeah, they're terrific books. So tell us, what is Asperger's and how is it that you know about it? Well, Asperger's is the mildest and unfortunately also the most villainized and misunderstood form of autism. And the reason I know a lot about it is I actually live with it, and I was diagnosed in 1996. At what I, age? At age 14. And uh, most people knew nothing about it, especially because it technically only existed for two years. It was first recognized as an American disability in 1994. Is that right? Yes, and that's when it was added to the dsm 4 so when you're a child growing up with Asperger's then, and if people didn't know what it was as part of your growing up life was, then you're kind of categorized as a mischief maker or a behavioral um, disobedient, that type of thing. Am I not correct? Exactly. A, a troublemaker, uh, like someone who has a character defect, uh-huh. a, someone, a person who's immature. So it was always associated with something that had to be fixed. Uh-huh. Through therapy, I mean, is that was that the general? Um, and I'm sure it affected your schoolwork. Yes, um, academically, things fell into place a lot more than socially. I typically had major problems during transitional periods, and that is why I wrote my second book, Getting Life with Asperger's. The transition to adulthood is too immense, too rough with challenges to even think about not preparing somebody. And um, yes, it, and uh, therapy never worked for me growing okay. up. 
Uh, now, look, before we get into your second yeah. book, uh, which is uh, Getting a Life with Asperger's, and it's available uh, on uh, Perigee Press. It's a terrific book. Your first book, which was very popular, uh, Atypical Life with Asperger's in 20 and a third chapters, was a great public service, Jesse, because you introduced what Asperger's is all about to the general public. And your second book now, Getting a Life with Asperger's, Lessons Learned on the Bumpy Road to Adulthood, you're talking to younger people with the same uh, condition, Asperger's. It's, it's like a guide for them. Uh, and you're saying to them, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. Here's what I had. Here's the obstacles I've surmounted. Here's my advice to you. What made you decide to do that? I had a very rocky start to adulthood. Uh, there were no breaks and very little mercy. What do you call the transition into adulthood? What was the milestone for you? I would say... Um, like after high school, halfway through, you know, college, getting a job. What, what was your benchmark there? My benchmark was after completing my Appalachian Trail hike. Oh. Um, after college, I dealt with the transition by working to uh, finance my hike of the Appalachian Trail. Okay. And I, I walked from Georgia to Maine uh, from March 2005 until October of that same year. And during that time, I was sheltered from the harsh realities of being an adult, especially one with an autism spectrum disorder. My real benchmark was when I realized that there would be very uh, harsh consequences for lapses in conduct. At the start of adulthood, I saw two careers destroyed before my very eyes, um, human service and my substitute teaching jobs. And a part of it was ignorance on behalf of my employers, but a lot of it was also my immaturity at the time and uh, not immediately stepping up to the plate. Well, Jesse Saperstein, okay. author of Atypical, and author of his new book, Getting a Life with Asperger's, which is available at penguin.com. Um, what are some of the signs that a child may be having, uh, may have autism or Asperger's? Uh, what, what should parents be looking for so that they can uh, deal with that kind of thing? Fidgeting with little things, having silly toys. Uh, such as this, for example. Yeah, now, um, now, Jesse, I want to describe for our, our audience, you have a, uh, a very beautiful uh, uh, sand dial, uh, sort of like from The Wizard of Oz, and you had in your pocket two metal balls like Captain Quig. Ooh, they make a noise, too. <laughs> they do. All right. Okay. So, um, so, so you like to like fidget, that. and they're like worry beads almost. Exactly. Do you have a string of worry beads? I do not know what those are, but... Possibly they would benefit me. and <laughs> They uh, carry them in the Middle East, and they're just simply on a leather strap, and they're beads, and a lot of people use them. Middle East. And they just, yeah, it's a good... Uh, but of course, you know, some, some kids are fidgety and may not cross into uh, autism or Asperger's. What are some of the issues that your parents uh, felt they had to cope with with, with you? Maybe socially. Um, a big uh, part of Asperger's is perseveration. We're not really good about letting go or moving on. So, so back uh, to transition, because you mentioned that as one of the impetuses for writing book number two was the tra was transition. And at first, I leapt to that just change in activity, change in environment, you know, everyday change. Is that, that still a struggle for you? Um, these days, I'm better at 
um, adapting because there's really no choice in the matter. I have to adapt to uh, very uncomfortable situations in my career. So even if something is uncomfortable, uh, I'll still do the best I can. But for a long time, transitions were, uh, they, they pretty much disemboweled me. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially because there, there's no preparation. My attitude is that by the time you're dealing with a problem, it's always too late. Uh, I said earlier that complacency is the glove in which evil slips its hand. I think a good strategy for transitions, not just those with autism disorders, is that uh, you should always assume that there could be big problems and um, focus on prevention. Uh-huh. Well, Jesse Saperstein, author of Getting a Life with Asperger's, available at uh, penguin.com. Um, you're a very brave individual. I was I'm, I'm going to tell you this because uh, I've seen Jesse at public events, uh, races, uh, you know, like uh, 5K races uh, for uh, combating autism. He's been on our show twice. He's He's been to a lot of rotary clubs as a speaker. Well, let's just um, say that he is a professional public speaker. That is part of his career. Right, but he, he writes, but he's also a like um, an advocate to raise awareness and, and, if, and complete understanding. Exactly. And Jesse, if you read your two books, you're very candid about the bullying you, you had when you were a child. Uh, the people in your family who were yelling at you because they didn't understand why it is you did certain things. A lot of people would just hide under the bed and just uh, wish the world went away. Why did you decide to get out front and say, you know what, I have Asperger's syndrome, this is what I'm all about, and this is why you need to listen to me so you don't pick on other kids? Um, I think it's important to always try to play the hand that you're dealt. And in my case, um, I have this condition, and uh, the only way to overcome it is to uh, focus on the expression. It's not a real expression. I made it up. Okay. All things unnecessary are extremely necessary. So um, growing up, I think one of the reasons I was made fun of most of my life is because I was very flamboyant about putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've gone to extremes to get my point across, including skydiving for the first time. And after I was fired from my teaching jobs, I worked in a as an assistant mortician to prove that I could uh, hold myself together under the most sensitive circumstances every day. I see. I see. Yes, when people are at their most fragile, and that any misstep could cause an uproar, basically in that in that industry, that's for sure. So when um, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, and because this is insight, because Jonah and I, of course, know you and Kathy Kruger, our producer, um, maybe a little better than some of our listeners. But the uh, Asperger's does not. Um, it's not an uh, intellectual. It doesn't affect your IQ, so to speak. Correct? Because you're college educated, and you went to a very good school. Where did you go? I went to Hobart and William Smith Colleges. Ah, very impressive. And uh, people with Asperger's often have learning difficulties, so it affects certain levels of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out more about Asperger's and our author, friend Jesse Saperstein, and the way he's coped with it as a young adult, and his two great books, Atypical, 
uh, A Life with Asperger's in 20 and third chapters, and his new book, Getting a Life with Asperger's, Lessons Learned from the Bumpy Road to Adulthood, both available on Penguin.com. We're going to learn more about that in just a moment, but first let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the exquisite Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest, author and motivational speaker, Jesse Saperstein. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, and Poughkeepsie, Arlington. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages, so stay tuned. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. Identify yourself, please. My name is Jonah Trebwasser, and I am a radio professional. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I had to bite. Jonah, we're talking to an old friend and a wonderful speaker and author, Jesse Saperstein, and he's addressing um, the topic of Asperger's, which he... he, is a person that lives with it every day of his life, and the brave th- the bravery of his of Jesse is that he's written two books on right. the topic. And uh, his first Entitled. book, which was just terrific, atypical life with Aspergers in twenty and third chapters, which explained to the general public what Aspergers is all about. And now his new book, Getting a Life with Aspergers: Lessons Learned on the Bumpy Road to Adulthood, both of which are available at Penguin.com. And uh, Jesse, welcome back to the second half of Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jonah. It's great to be here. Can I just jump in and say something yes, very ma'am. quickly? Because we were talking about this in the first segment about because Jesse is a young man and he's very bright, uh, vibrant and has his life ahead of him, which we all will agree looks very bright, not without struggle, 
but since he set up strategies, um, he's he's developed a career as being an activist and a motivational speaker. But I, um, my uncle was diagnosed with it in his sixties. Really? Yeah. So having been in a family where someone who grew up and was professionally accomplished because he always worked for himself. So um, uh, and and again diagnosed. I gave him Jesse's first book. Oh, yeah? Actually, yeah. So it's it, it because it was um, a syndrome that was not identified until what the nineties. Yes, really, Jesse. The early nineteen nineties. Yeah, and and you were not diagnosed because you're a young man, but you were not diagnosed as a child. You were you were in your teens when you were diagnosed, correct? That's right, uh, Kathy. I was diagnosed. Uh, sorry, Sarah. not Sarah. That's okay. Was, that's right, Sarah. I was diagnosed at age 14. At 14. So you must have had a hard row to hoe there um, early on as a kid. And your family. Are you an only child or do you have siblings? Uh, Yes, I I have a sister who is two and a half years younger, Sarah. Her name's Dina. Uh Uh-huh. And and what does Dina say about um, life with Jesse when you guys were younger? Uh, she says things about life with Jesse uh, these days too. Uh, Does it's, she? Not, it's not always positive. Yeah, Sarah. I have a sister too, Jesse. Yeah, uh, but uh, it was very um, hard for her, I think, because I was very uncool growing up, and she wanted to be seen as popular. Uh-huh. But, but over time, we uh, developed common ground with each other. I'm sure. Well, that's I'm very sure. sweet. So yeah. Jesse Saperstein, author of Getting a Life with Asperger's: Lessons Learned on the Bumpy Road to Adulthood, available at Penguin.com. For those who may have tuned in late, uh, give us another quick explanation. What is Asperger's syndrome? Asperger's is the mildest and oftentimes the the most misunderstood form of autism. And it's many times vilified because it's so mild that it resembles uh, someone being inconsiderate or uh, obnoxious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you give some great advice to younger people in Asperger's and in their families, of course, in your new book. And um, one of the things, a great phrase you have in there is become the architect of your own progress. And you know what? That's good advice for everyone. What did you mean by that? That, that means to um, initiate different strategies and uh, dictate what you want. There's a lot of power in asking what is it that you want? Uh, that's why I asked a middle school student who was really struggling and oh. and going for it. Uh, for example, um, I wanted to build a life where I could be trusted in, in uh, public schools and not be seen as a liability. Therefore, I pulled stunts to show that I deserve this. Um, what is it I have to do to justify a chance? Mm-hmm. And you, you say that uh, you were wallowing in a place called Loserville and that you know, you got out of it. How'd you do that? First of all, what do you consider to be Loserville? Yeah, what is Loserville? Even though you now have the, is this before you had the intellectual knowledge that you have Asperger's or after? Um, I'd say that it was before. Uh, as far as intellectual knowledge, you mean uh, a cognizance of... uh, Being diagnosed and understanding why... Well, uh, the the road to Loserville that I'm speaking about in the book mm-hmm. was well after I was diagnosed. Gotcha. It, All right, just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Okay. This is a period uh, that I encountered after finishing the Appalachian Trail hike, where I lost my two jobs in teaching and human service. So you must not have felt very good about yourself. I was devastated. It felt like the end of the world. I gotcha. And um, I was not able to move on or let go. And I'm still that way, but I now 
now practice incremental backing off. So I only obsess over it in increments of time. But it's. Uh, I want to clarify that if you're going through that road to loserville, you're not actually a loser. It's just an expression. You you feel like one. You know, no one who struggles should consider themselves to be a loser. Well, well that's a great message. Your, your story, Justice Epstein, is so inspirational because you are very candid in both of your books about the various uh, roadblocks that uh, this uh, situation of Asperger's syndrome has put in front of you. Some of the roadblocks that you uh, candidly say you put in front of yourself and how you've surmounted them, how you've uh, learned to uh, act in a socially acceptable manner. But I'd like to talk about a Muppet. You brought a Muppet with you today to the radio studio here on Radio Rotary. And who is this Muppet? This is Albert Newton. His name is a composite of Albert Einstein and Sir Isaac Newton. I'd like to introduce him to uh, Sesame Street. He can become the first Muppet on the autism spectrum. And ha- have you been pitching it? Have you been trying to get in that door? And y- Yes, on and off. And on and off. Well, I just wanted to bring that more to the light because this is an example how you're not allowing your challenges to limit yourself and your dreams and your imagination. So, uh, so congratulations for just even thinking it up, putting it in, creating the character. Again, I, this is one of the few times where I'm disappointed we're not on uh, video right. on TV so people could see. And it's Albert Newton. Yeah, yes, uh, Sarah. I want to let you know. Uh, even he though looks fabulous. He does look fabulous. But if he were a child in this day and age, even with the anti-bullying movement, he'd probably be crucified. Uh, I made him look as uh, socially inept as possible. He has untamed uh, yellow hair. Wild hair. Wild, uh, <laughs> a, a nest of uh, untamed hair. You, you're right. He's dressed in a suit with a tie. And he has a really huge nose. I hate to tell you something, Jesse, but I have a tie and a jacket like that. <laughs> I don't you could, well, you could and be my a wife, brother of my wife uh, wants, Jonas. My uh, wife constantly complains <laughs> I, I put on mismatching jackets and ties. <laughs> Jesse, that's a great idea. And folks at home, when you're watching Sesame Street with your grandchildren or your children, you see Albert Newton, and they're talking about Asperger's syndrome. You heard it here first on Radio Rotary. You talked a little bit, Jesse Saperstein, about bullying. And you were the victim of bullying because, you know, you were different. Uh, and, and kids um, like to pick on kids who are different. Uh, how did you confront this past bullying rather than, as many in your family told you, well, just forget about it and move on? How did you decide to confront this? Well, I, I give speeches, Jonah, uh, jump out of planes, and uh, I have to uh, keep reminding myself that if these experiences did not happen, as traumatic as they were, I would probably not have been able to write my books. So I, I've been trying to uh, repeat that to myself, uh, to not be as haunted by it. And I, I think it's important to uh, educate kids on what bullying really does. It's it's not just a rite of passage. It creates lasting damage. And what, just what? to recap a little bit, you are incredibly accomplished for a young man at the point in your life. You're college educated. You've walked the Appalachian Trail. You're the author of two published books that that have a lot of substance to them. And and here you are. You're you're making the rounds. You 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 speak. You go to schools. You're an activist as well. Yes, and uh, I'd like to uh, tell you about a project that I'm working on. Please do. And uh, 
these days I'm communicating with somebody named David Elmore Smith. He used to weigh over 600 pounds, and he was uh, a shut-in, agoraphobic, meaning that he was afraid of being outdoors. And then all of a sudden, he worked with the famous trainer Chris Powell and lost over 400 pounds and was in the shape of an athlete. Then he regained almost all the weight back. Oh, my so goodness. It's my goal to uh, collaborate with him, and we're talking about that um, through email and help him lose the weight using a lot of my Asperger's eccentricities, gotcha. which have worked for me in the past. Good for you. you know, Very generous of you, Jesse. Jesse, you were talking about the bullies, and I found it fascinating that in your book you relate that some of those past bullies reached out to you on Facebook. What was that all about? Um, after my first book was published, I did receive a few messages here and there. People said, I'm sorry for anything I've ever done to you. Uh, I had no idea you had autism. And a couple mentioned that they were going through brutal experiences of their own, and they had no way to cope. So that was part of their coping strategies. Well, Jesse Saperstein, author of Atypical Life with Asperger's in 20 and a Third Chapters, and his new book, Getting a Life with Asperger's, Less learned on the bumpy road to adulthood both available on penguin.com we have just about 30 seconds you have a great piece of advice in your book use rock bottom as a springboard how did you do that for yourself um, I, I, I think I found new ways to um, prove my uh, abilities and, and each way was more eccentric than the last so um, I was devastated by my start to adulthood and I used that uh, those tragedies to write my books and I, I said something good has to come out of my uh, experiences some of them of course were self-inflicted so um, I, uh, I make my living now as a writer public order and all of those experiences would not have come to fruition without losing spectacularly. Jesse Saperstein, author of Atypical, Life with Asperger's in 20 and 3rd Chapters, and Getting a Life with Asperger's Lessons Learned on the Bumpy Road to Adulthood, both available on Penguin.com. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for inspiring us and uh, your fellow Asperger's uh, uh, community. And thanks so much for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. It's been my pleasure. It's and always a pleasure to see you, Jesse. Thank you, Sarah. I, I feel exactly the same. And hopefully it won't be another increment of uh, four years before we publish a new book. <laughs> we look forward to another and book. My website is www.jessesaperstein.com. And those out there in our listening area, email the Muppets and tell right. them you want to have Albert Newton, That's right. the autism kid, on the air. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. And you can call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, and Warwick Valley. For the entire Radio Rotary team, our producer... Kathy Kruger, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, and our engineer, the Wizard of the Buttons, Mr. Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org. 
Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.